podcast on the history of venereal diseases in New Zealand. Written by Daisy Rose Mitchinson, narrated by Mark Mitchinson. Episode 2 Kia ora, and welcome to the second episode of Sexual History New Zealand, Then and Now. My name is Mark Mitchinson, your narrator and historical guide. In the last episode, we introduced the topic of venereal diseases and discussed what STDs are, as well as their significance in science and history. In this episode, we delve deeper into the history of venereal diseases, not only in New Zealand, but around the world. Using a timeline of primary and secondary sources, we can provide an overview of what treatments were introduced and the effects these treatments had on people in New Zealand and around the world. As discussed in episode one, venereal diseases were introduced to New Zealand by Captain James Cook and other European settlers from 1769. This was 23 years after the first treatment of venereal diseases had been recorded in 1746 and 300 years after the first documentation of venereal diseases back in the 15th century. If we go back to the 1400s and understand how venereal diseases originate, it provides us with significant information to the spread of STDs around the world, eventually landing in New Zealand 470 years later. The global significance of venereal diseases can even be seen through the influential people of history, both famous and infamous. For example, singer Freddie Mercury, lead singer of the band Queen, contracted HIV AIDS around 1987 and later died of AIDS-related pneumonia on the 24th of November 1991. His death had a major impact on the AIDS movement because at the time of his death, there was still much misinformation about the disease and his death went some way to dissolve shame and inaccuracies about AIDS. Mercury's death provided medical professionals with an avenue to encourage other celebrities with AIDS to come forward and be open about their disease. The venereal diseases awareness movement provided significance worldwide, especially to New Zealanders who were struggling with chlamydia outbreaks at the time, around the 19th and early 20th centuries, and later informed people everywhere about the truth not only of HIV AIDS, but of other venereal diseases, helping to dismantle misinformation and shame on the topic. Another significant aspect of the history of venereal diseases in New Zealand was the spread of them following both world wars. From 1914 to 1945, 7,600 New Zealand soldiers were contracting the diseases annually. This information was given to the Defence Minister in 1917 by General George Richardson. After the First World War, the New Zealand Medical Corps, as well as the Health Department, stated that 16,000 New Zealand soldiers had contracted the disease. However, yet again, the subject of VD was a taboo topic, and it was believed that there were much higher numbers of recorded soldiers who had contracted the disease. This information is incredibly significant, even if based on speculation, it changes the way decisions were made around the war and the official response to venereal diseases in New Zealand. The source for this is the Encyclopedia of New Zealand, Tiara, 
written by Jane Tolleton. The Tiara website provides information from the historical government files in New Zealand, and it describes the discussions and information printed at the time, and how that information was disseminated over time, which indicates the source is valid, if not fully reliable. The Tiara source also provides information on the spread of venereal diseases such as syphilis and gonorrhea after the First World War. Known as the post-war epidemic, it was noted that troops returning from war suffered from high STD infection rates. As a consequence of this, clinics for treatments were set up around the country in major cities like Auckland, Wellington, Dunedin and Christchurch. This was in 1919 when the spread of these diseases was growing more commonplace. Tiara also provides significant primary sources showing images of the huts built for VD patients in 1916. These huts provided up to 286 places of accommodation and methods of isolation such as barbed wire fences were put in place to prevent the spread of the disease. In studying the history of venereal diseases and understanding the shame that was attached to diagnosis, Comparisons can be made with the recent COVID-19 pandemic. However, because venereal diseases are sexually transmitted, often the general public doesn't treat a diagnosis of STDs the same as they would any other disease, thus leading to misinformation and stigmatization surrounding venereal diseases. VD, like any other disease that affects society, such as COVID-19, deserves the same level of respect and treatment as any other infectious disease would have. This information is extremely significant to New Zealanders, as it provides them with a sexual history that has not previously been widely discussed or taught. It is then the hope that this information can decrease the level of health risks and fear that surround sexually transmitted diseases for people, especially younger people, learning about sex for the first time. This is especially relevant when reviewing a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. stating, We are not makers of history, we are made by history. <laughs>